Welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast, where we interview everyday women making a difference in their lives and communities. From doctors to stay-at-home mamas, CEOs who work hard with no drama, this is where you come to dream and be inspired. Because at Dream Mentorship, we believe that every dream is valid. Here's our host and founder, Mac Jane Creighton. everybody welcome to today's podcast and uh, today is kind of special because we are spotlighting our members so if you've been with the dream mentorship family for a while now you know we're membership based organization <laughs> so what that means is that we have members from all over basically in the u.s and some um, international as well who are part of the dream mentorship community we provide resources mentoring training for our members and today on the podcast, we decided, you know what, we're going to do something a little bit different. And you'll be seeing more of that also. We are launching what we call the Girl Talk Edition, where we get to interview and have great girl conversation with our members as we talk about the things that we face as ladies as we pursue our dreams. So to get started and kick us off, we have two phenomenal women that will be joining us today, uh, Shanika and Ike. And today, I'm going to let them introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about themselves, and then we'll dive right into the conversation. But of course, you all know I'm your girl, Mac Jane Crazy. So let's get this conversation started. Welcome to the podcast, Shanika and Ike. So I am going to start with uh, Shanika. I've known Shanika for a very, very long time, and I will just sharing that before we started recording, I want you all to get to know her because she is phenomenal. So Shanika, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you are currently doing? Yeah, sounds good. Um, hi, uh, Shanika, as my Jane stated, but or Nika, uh, I, I go by both, either is fine. Um, so originally from Brooklyn, New York, by way of Atlanta, Georgia, I attended Alabama State University for my undergrad and then went on to Auburn University at Montgomery for my master's. And through my master's program in um, MPA is how I met Mac Jane because we had a conference that we were attending and she was so lively and so bubbly. I'm like, who is this person? And how does everyone know her? I, I know I'm new, but I, I, I got to get to know her too. And so I did and found out that we have a dear friend in common. And ever since then, we have been of support of each other. We keep each other uplifted. We um, encourage one another through difficult times, funny times, check in just periodically. You know, so I wanted to study law when I was in college. This is just a little background around me. And I thought that that was what God wanted because that's what I wanted. It's one of those things where you you think God wants something for you because you want it and you never really ask him. And so I fell into that uh, category and I did everything in my willpower to pursue law. And so did a year of law school a year after I graduated from undergrad and my whole world fell apart, right? Everything that could go wrong went wrong. And so I ultimately went to church right before my grades came out of law school. And let me just say that I have never made grades like that in my life. And, you know, all that hard work you put in, you think that you rise to the occasion. Anyway, long story short, I went to church 
that Sunday and I'm sitting there and my pastor starts, you know, breaking into prophecy and starts saying, you know, oh, well, one day you're going to be governor and da, 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 and saying all these things that made no sense to me. And I remember getting so upset, like, why would you say that? Like, I'm failing at this point. My relationship was tarnished at that time. Honestly, my walk with God was not where it should have been. Not that I stopped believing, it's just that I wasn't doing my part. School was a mess, my car broke down. I mean, literally everything that could go wrong went wrong. And I had no job, no schooling at this point. Everything was just horrible. And so hearing that and looking at my life, I'm like, this can't be right. So I fell into a depression for about, I don't know, a couple months or so. And I wasn't happy. I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I just couldn't understand how I went from graduating magna cum laude in undergrad to this pit hole that I'm in right now. And how do you get out of that? And so I cried myself into dehydration, basically. I, I had to take sleeping pills and sleeping, anything to get me to sleep and knock myself out, right? So um, finally, you know, God made sure that I didn't stay in that slumber too long. So I found myself crying full of tears and I heard him the clearest I've, I've ever heard him before in my life. And he said, you know, now that I have your attention, get up, go and apply and get your master's in public administration. God knew I didn't want to go into government. I, I didn't, I wanted law. And he knew he had to get me to a place where I couldn't kick and scream and fight that anymore. And so at the end of the day, I reached out to Blessing, who I shared earlier as a dear friend of uh, both myself and Mac Jane, and she was already in the program and gave me clear instructions on what to do. Long story short, got in, started doing stuff with ICMA. Um, and then after my internship, my mentor told me to apply for the ICMA fellowship program, which is basically giving newly grad students an opportunity to get into local government, to either be groomed to be a city manager or any other director role or leadership for that matter. And so it's very competitive. You have students applying from throughout the entire nation, some of them international. And so imagine that everyone is the cream of the crop and everyone looks great on paper. So how do you select? And I was nervous, you know, uh, and I had a deep feeling that I wasn't going to stay in Atlanta. I had moved back after I was done with grad school and lo and behold, got the offer to move to Chicago, but work for the city of Evanston, which is like basically what Mountain Brook is to Birmingham. It's a, you know, highfalutin suburb that sits right at the border, north border of Chicago. And I work out of the city manager's office now and you know, I must say it's shining. I, I work on various projects and assessment. I actually did one initiative a couple of weeks ago that landed us to be an All-American Cities finalist. So that would mean that the National Civic League will, um, we have to present and hopefully we'll become one of the cities that will be a winner. They, you know, to be a finalist is an honor, but to win the whole thing would be great. So you know, I, I lead a lot of things and I'm still, you know, trusting that wherever my career is taking me in government, I'm more happy with no preparation of my own that in this than I was when I was planning for law. So I didn't mean to take too much time explaining that, but I, I kind of had to start from the beginning to the end so many could understand, you know, why I'm so joyful in a career I didn't even know I wanted or I would flourish in or I thought was for me and what I had to go through to get there. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, I love it. I love it, Nika. Um, I mean, I know your personal story, but to hear it also from this perspective, it's, I mean, there's a lot I want to unpack. <laughs> but um, before we get into, you know, dissecting some of some of the valuable things that you mentioned, um, let's get to know Ike and then we'll come back to that conversation because you did say a lot that I want us to unpack. So Ike, um, tell everyone listening uh, more about you and what you're currently doing. Okay. Hi, everyone. And thank you, Mike Jane, for having me. I'm Ike Oyewale, but people around here call me Ike. I mean, it's easier, so I just go by Ike. I grew up in Nigeria most part of my life, and that was where I did my undergrad at Obafemi Aulo University, OAU. And after that, I worked with the finance industry in Nigeria and then came over for my master's um, in Texas A&M for um, a master's in management and leadership. All along, I've always known that I wanted to do something with managing people. I just didn't know how exactly it was going to be. Um, I always wanted to, I wanted to be many things growing up. I wanted to be a banker. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a radio person, a, a TV personality. Like I had so many dreams growing up and I always felt like I could do anything. So management and leadership was something that I really wanted to do. So I came in, I worked with that, worked with career professional development while I was in school, you know, going into communities, talking to teenage girls, giving them, you know, some fire and inspiring them to do something. And of course, thereafter, I went back into finance. Um, but currently, I am out of the finance industry because I, I finally decided to go with what I always wanted to do and what God wanted me to do. All my life, the only thing that really gives me the most joy, as much as I love working in the finance industry, what gives me the most joy is when I sit in a group of teenage girls and I talk to them and help them in whatever way, especially the ones that are broken or the ones who've made a mistake before. These are the girls that the society usually just puts them behind or puts them in a corner or it just gives up on them. The parents give up on them. They give up on themselves. And so with that, and of course, with the instructions from the Holy Spirit, we started a faith-based organization called Lighthouse Girls. We started working with different projects in December, but finally got incorporated in Texas in February. Yeah, <laughs> thanks to Mike Jane for putting me through all of the paperwork and everything. So um, basically we share the life of Christ with teenage girls because we believe that in discovering your purpose, why not go to the person who actually wrote that purpose and created you? So we try to talk to them first about God, help them to know God, and then from there they can begin to discover who he wants them to be and what he wants them to be. A certain group that we're trying to focus on, they're teenage girls who end up being pregnant. That's why we're coming up with a project called Flutters and Faith. Basically, these girls, especially in the community where we live here in, in Bear County, Texas, there's a lot of teenage pregnancies. But right now in Texas, we rank higher than many other states when it comes to teenage pregnancies. And this is a big issue because, you know, you have dreams got shot, you have lives being lost because many of these kids die because they're born prematurely. These are issues and it just eats into the potential that girls all over the world can actually have. 
So in December, we started identifying, you know, issues in different environments because I do have, I mean, Nigeria is my root. So I do have a leg there and definitely here in Texas, USA. And so we came up with one of the issues, we had to look at one of the issues that we were dealing with in the Nigerian community and the teenage girls. And the, the rape culture was something that's always been on my mind because I experienced rape myself. And so I thought about it, like if I knew how to defend myself, I probably would not have been raped. And so we came up with this project called Guard Up where we brought teenage girls together and we tried to train them. We got experts on self-defense and we got them to train the girls on how to defend themselves. And so, I mean, after the project, because we had to do it virtually because of COVID, you know, so we had girls from different parts of the country, people from Belgium, from different states in, in the country, and, you know, they all came together and it was really successful. And ever since then, I've been getting calls, like, when are we doing the next one? And honestly, I didn't think it was going to be that successful, but seeing the impact that that has, it's encouraging. And we just have to keep identifying the different issues in the different communities where we're trying to make impact on and then help these girls to overcome these challenges. Wow. Oh my gosh. I mean, Ike, I know your story and I'm super, super excited about your nonprofit because I know at our first mentoring section uh, and then you sent me your report and like, hey, I did it. So it's super encouraging and it's also encouraging for us at Dream Mentorship to see that the work that we do here, it's also making an impact in someone's life. And then also very importantly, some of the things that you you mentioned, it's you also, you also being very vulnerable right here and just sharing some really key things that a lot of women are you know going through that they never ever say. I'm sure if we took a poll, we all know one person at least who has either been raped or who knows somebody who's who was pregnant as a teenager or who, I mean some of the issues that you mentioned they are important and that's why I wanted us to have this girl talk edition where we get to talk about those real life moments of those limitations of those fears of those things that in the normal sense of the word could prevent a young woman from accomplishing her dreams but you can turn it around and make it to be what empowers you to be successful. So I'm going to kind of um, start on that because Nika also talked about depression, which is a huge, huge thing right now. So many, especially with the virtual life, people are getting overwhelmed with schoolwork, getting overwhelmed at work. And those who are even moms or wives are getting overwhelmed with all those different things. Those who are new business owners are trying to figure it out. And sometimes when you have so much going on, it's easy to fall into that depression or like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing. This doesn't make any sense at all. So let's unpack some of the things that you all talked about. Uh, and let's kind of start from your experience. What can you identify as some of the fears or limitations that stop women from pursuing their dreams? Sure, yeah. Um, I, I would speak for me personally. A lot of the fears and limitations, even now, is not for me, it's not doing what I was purposed here to do and being able to accomplish that. I'm very hard on myself. And I think that because of that, failure hits, like most, right? It hits you in the gut. And because of 
failing is not something that I like to equate myself with, but I understand that that's part of life and you kind of need to go through that, honestly, to succeed. I don't really care too much about what people think about me. That was a big fear of mine. You know, that's why I really pursued law or I thought I wanted to pursue it because I was supposed to, first of all, I'm Guyanese. Okay. So in our culture, you know, it's either your doctor, your lawyer, your engineer, you know, other than that, you're disgraced family, you know? <laughs> so it's like, okay, what, what do I want to do that I know is going to make my family proud? And God had to sit me down and tell me, you know, well, what have you done to prepare yourself for law? And I'm like, well, I went to law school. I mean, you know, it doesn't, and he's like, okay, what have you done to prepare yourself for government? And when he started to list down literally everything I've done since middle school has been government related. And I had no idea. I didn't picture that. So I cared more about what people thought, which one shouldn't, that brings a lot of pressure and fear. Um, I don't anymore. I mean, of course I want to feel appreciated and valued, but not to the point where if someone doesn't, I'm torn apart and I'm no longer whole. I would say like my other fear is just, again, not, fulfilling my potential and being all that I know I can be. I don't mind having lazy days, but I'm just not a lazy minded person, you know? And so I can't see myself having all this in me, right? And not being able to utilize that to touch someone else's life or to, it's not even about me. I don't even look at it like, oh, I'm trying to be this person because I want to be the best. No, I really want to be able to influence as many people as I can, especially women, especially black women, especially immigrants to this country, because I'm a product of that. And so not only am I a product of it, but I, I understand that world so much and how much we lack. And I just fear not fulfilling the biggest potential in giving that back. I'm big on giving back. I'm big on giving back in time, giving back in money or resources if I can, whatever the areas that I can give. So that would be the biggest fear. Um, and I think that a lot of women, especially young women, uh, they have a tendency of not really knowing who they are. Right. And it takes time. I mean, I still don't even know who I am half the time. I was like, I'm day, you know, <laughs> And so, you know, I, I think that that's the biggest thing because insecurity plays into bad relationships. It plays into a man saying one thing to you that leads you into a domestic violence or sexual abuse or et cetera, you know, and a lot of different things. Um, and that's no one's fault. It's just a matter of knowing, finding that gumption of getting to know who you are and really allowing yourself to flourish and making mistakes. Mistakes is okay. It's just not being hung up on that. And so I think that too is a, a hindrance for women sometimes. Um, I know it was for me. Like, you know, I didn't never thought I was perfect, but I certainly didn't want to keep making too many of the same mistakes, you know? So um, that's what my fears or my perspective has been. And I can relate. I totally can relate to some of the things that you, um, you shared. And that's so powerful to have that realization. Like, you know what? These are my fears. You know, I own it. I embrace it. But then what next? How do I overcome it? How do I move forward from that? So it's super important for us as women to get to that point where we're like, hey, I know it. I know my weaknesses. Uh, part of the exercise we do with the Dream Mentorship community is, you know, what um, I mean, for our interns, um, people that work with our team is, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And it's always like a weird question to ask. Like, what? Do you want to know my weaknesses? But it's super important that you get to know who you are. When you know your weaknesses, 
easier for you to navigate and say, hey, okay, I know this. I know this about me. I know what my fear is. Now I can get over the hump and focus more on my strengths. Talking more about that, Ike, what what would you say that you saw as some of your uh, weaknesses or some of your fears? Yeah, I mean, going off of where Nika um, stopped, I totally can relate with her because really in our culture, especially in Africa, it's either you're a doctor or a lawyer, engineer, or that's it, like, or everybody else. So, so yeah, um, I understand like the societal pressures and fears, but I never had that though. I've always been this person that I knew that whatever it is I did, I was going to be successful. Interestingly, one thing that scares me most, one of my fears is actually my vision. Like every time I think about my vision, I'm like, can I really do that? And it scares me. Like it scares the living daylight out of me. And sometimes my vision scares me so much that I just lay in bed. I just want to sleep because I'm afraid that I don't think I can do this. So I know it's strange because a lot of people would think, oh, I don't have a big dream and that's what scares them. I'm scared about how big my dream is. <laughs> and so that really, really scares me. But the good side of the fear, because there's another side of the fear that gets me out of bed is that part of when I eventually die and I go meet my creator. I just want to hear those words, well done. I want to know that I did, I gave everything that I poured myself out completely and that I did what I was supposed to do because I don't want to waste my resources doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. So I try to seek him every day. Am I doing what you asked me to do? And that is that fear that gets me out of bed. While the other one keeps me in bed, this one gets me out of it. And honestly, I am so afraid of my vision. Like every single day when I wake up, I'm like, can I do this? And I know there are a lot of women who actually have big dreams and they're afraid. Like, is it possible? I mean, the society does not expect you to dream this big, especially, you know, everybody says it's a man's world, you know. And women all over the world face these things. We face these challenges, you know, and people expect you to be a little lower than your male counterparts. So when you're having dreams that are even bigger than what your male counterparts are achieving, it looks like, am I not asking for too much? So these are fears that women actually deal with every day, and I am not exempted. I, I agree with you, EK. And, um, and, you know, first of all, <laughs> I think we all have that fear of how big our dreams are. Uh, it definitely does keep us under the covers. You're like, no, I don't want to get up because <laughs> this is too big. And I say that even sometimes with our dream mentorship team, they probably hear me like I go off with ideas. And then after the meeting, I'm like sitting down there like, Mac Jane, what in the world were you thinking? Like, <laughs> how are you going to accomplish this? One of those big dreams for us is that we want to reach 2021 women this year. I have no idea how we're going to accomplish that. That is a huge dream. It scares me um, and because I'm like, okay, I've put it out there and now people know. <laughs> so by the end, by the time December comes, people are going to be like, Matt Jane, did you all meet 2021 women? 
<laughs> so yeah, it does scare us. But um, part of the 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 saying that we say at Dream Mentorship is there's no crazy, ridiculous, uh, stupid dream. And I can't remember remember who said that, but the person said that if your dream doesn't scare you, then it's not big enough. <laughs> so you're definitely on the right track. And kind of to get in the conversation going because this is really really good stuff you two are bringing in but i want to talk more let's talk about that young lady who is hearing you and saying okay i hear you all big dreams and deal with your insecurity deal with your fears get to know yourself and fulfill all your potential and all this cool stuff you're saying but how do I move from A to B? Like, how do I take that first step? What was it for you to say, okay, enough is enough, fear, I see you, but I'm not giving in. I am still gonna go ahead and do what I'm called to do. What was that for you, EK? Oh, okay, yeah, we're going first. The turning point for me, like I said, I've always known, well, let me start from how I discovered what I was supposed to do. So um, mine is a spiritual journey. Um, I, I, I grew up in the church. I'm, I'm a church girl. <laughs> and, um, you know, but there's a difference between being in the church and actually knowing God. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when I finally got to know God, um, I, I have a pastor, um, Apostle Pokwola, who who would talk about, you know, knowing what God wants you to do. And so after service one Sunday, I went home and I said, Lord, I want to know what you created me for. So I did pray and, and God revealed to me in a vision um, that I was meant to work with, you know, young girls. Um, but of course, this is something I've had for over 20 years. I, I just put it in a corner like, okay, whatever. I'm chasing my own dreams. But every single time, as much as I accomplished in any in, in the finance industry, I always felt like there was a hollow inside of me, that there was something that I just couldn't fathom. There was, there was just this hole that I needed to fill. Um, and so, of course, I, I volunteered in different organizations. I co-started another organization, but the mission was totally different. It wasn't really about young girls. Um, we were about helping people in the community, politics, and all of those things, which, you know, these are topics that gets me fired up, but nothing as much as when it comes to dealing with young girls. Um, and so some of the little girls that I knew growing up, they'd already started coming into their teenage years. And then they began to call me and ask me questions, you know, boyfriend issues, finding out what, they, what degrees they were going to get, what majors that we're going to do you know and i'm like okay i think it's time that we put all of these things together because i was beginning to get a lot of calls from these girls and um also when i was working with career and professional development um we would go into the community it was part of our you know work project we would go into the community and we'll talk to girls and we'll help them with their resumes and you know helping them write um you know, letters for, for applications to you, to colleges and all of those things. And I was beginning to see um, the problems, the issues that these girls were facing. A lot of those issues were psychological. Um, there was no support from home. Many of them didn't believe that they could go to college because their parents had told them they were not smart enough. Um, these were issues that we were dealing with in the community. 
especially with minorities. And I just could not believe that the situation was that bad because I always had a support system growing up. I always believed I could do whatever I could do, I wanted to do. And so when I came into this community and I saw a lot of minority girls believing actually that they're not smart enough, it was like opposite of everything that I knew. And I knew that I had to step in and, you know, I prayed about it and I asked for God's direction and here we are today. Wow. Yeah. That, that is, I mean, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me let that sink in. Um, um, Nika, uh, tell, tell us what yours is. Yeah, definitely. EK have definitely touched on I, you and I have a lot of similarities and I love that. And so it's, it's real. Like I, I so love that you said a lot. I think for me, my turning point, and I touched on it um, earlier in my intro was uh, my depression phase. And it, again, it wasn't as long as I'm sure some people truly suffer from it, but um, it was, it was the, that pivotal moment for me where I was at a moment of being on a high of thinking I knew what I wanted and how I wanted it. And, you know, and I had, I, I'm a planner and, you know, and it's so funny. God has me operating in the reverse now because I'm such a, Oh, 10 years. Okay. I, I was supposed to go to this, this law school. I'm going to practice in this day. And by the age of such and such, this is going to happen. And so oh, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And so, you know, that was my thing. And I told him my plans and he, he laughed big time. And so because of how heartbroken I was, you know, I fell into this depression and I'm like, how do I go from being, doing all these great things and people leading, you know, people knowing me, wanting to be a lawyer and all this other stuff to where I am now. And the first step of the process was to be honest with myself. And I think that that was hard because you know, I didn't think that I was a prideful person, but I had pride and it just came in a different form. I didn't think that I could make mistakes and I did, you know, like I am by mistakes. I don't mean like I had everything perfect. I mean like these kind of mistakes, right? You know, I found myself, my faith in my Christianity walk, like you were saying, EK, about, you know, you go to church, but church needs to be in you. I was too conservative in my thinking. You know, as a Christian, I came off judgmental, like, look, you know, and not that I, I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. If someone was to do something that was out of pocket and I'm just like, well, how did you do that? Or why would you do something like that? And then you find yourself in that position. You're like, you know what? Let me shut up from now on. I about nobody else's life, you know? And so I had to be honest with all of these baggages that I was carrying and didn't realize I carried. And so now my relationship with God is way less. I'm not as, um, what's the word? I'm not as boxed in, in my thinking. I'm, I, I allow myself to fly more. And so now, you know, it's so funny. Again, I went from planning to this is how I wanted life to be with law and all this other stuff to now I'm legit following his plans and I have no plan. Like it sounds so, it sounds so backwards and it's crazy. Right. And so God had me do something a couple of months ago. I was watching a T.D. Jakes. Um, I watch T.D. Jakes every morning for 30 minutes. I have to start my day off with him, right? Or with any, you know, centeredness of God. And so I um, I was watching and he was like, write the vision. 
write the vision, write it, um, say it, and then run it, or write it, read it, run it. Yeah, it was three R's. And so um, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that because last time I wrote my vision down, <laughs> it shot me back in the foot. Like it, it was thrown back in my face. And so God was like, no, write your vision. So I just wrote a paragraph of what he wanted me to write. And literally every morning I have to read it. You know, I read it every morning to remind me. And like you were saying, EK, it's scary, right? It's just like, this is scary because I don't know what my next steps are. I don't know what position in government I'm going to be in. I have no clue what state I'll be representing when I do so. Um, all of these things, right? But at the same time, I have so much confidence and faith in it. And I don't have a plan. You know, I'm literally cruising with whatever his plan is. And so, but it took a lot of, again, just being honest with myself, being honest with, with God and letting him know how sorry I was for where my mind was and how, again, not knocking conservative Christians or anybody at all, but I had to realize that I couldn't be that and then want to go touch people and have to work and lead people. God has always told me I was going to lead people. And I just thought he was joking, quite frankly. I'm like, I think you might need to pick somebody else because I like to be in the background. I like to, you know, help and support and, you know, but I don't need to be the person that's doing it, but then he had to show me my heart. And so the first step for me again was after coming out of picking myself back up and not crying any more of those tears, you know, I, um, I got myself together and I was like, okay, follow your plan. Whatever you say to do, I'll do it. And there's been times God say something. I'm like, are you sure? Like on a scale of one to 10, 10 being absolutely where are we with this? Right. And so, um, but my relationship with God is what really is the step. Just being able, you have to trust him. I mean, it's he may say things that may sound crazy. I'm sure Abraham thought the same thing with his son when he's getting ready to sacrifice him. But at the same time, you have to have that relationship where you know what God is saying for you and not try to put that stigma of what Christianity foundation should be for everybody. It's not going to be the same. And I think that that was my biggest hangup. I had to remember that and, you know, shift my mindset, shift my attitude and how I interact with people because I'm never in the business of offending anybody. I accept everyone for who they are, where they are. And he had to teach me that, though, because I did not have that mindset. And in order for him to do that, I had to do the hardest thing, which was be honest with myself. Look at the woman in the mirror and say, hey. You know, you have issues and these are your issues and you either going to deal with it and confront it or you're going to keep going through the same thing over and over until you get it right. And I don't want to do that. So um, that's what I did. And, you know, I, I'm as transparent as I can be because I have nothing to be ashamed about any of my past. You ask me a question, I'm going to tell you. So be careful what you ask me because I will tell you the truth and I'm going to be as transparent. There's no conversation that's off limits to me, you know, and I, I can't say that I've always had that mindset of how open I am now compared to where I was before. Wow. That is good. I, I mean, I know you personally. So when you're saying, um, I am very transparent, be careful what you ask me. I'm like, yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is yeah it's interesting. Um, what Nika said is so true. Like, 100 percent um when she was talking about the plan like you know she's really organized and everything luckily i'm not that kind of person <laughs> because i can understand what the pressure could be and i think that's another problem that we're having you know especially amongst women and teenager and teenage girls 
um, you have this plan you think you want to have have achieved this 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 and you put a lot of pressure on yourself and that definitely would lead to depression if you if you're not able to achieve all of those things and you know she she mentioned you know um you mentioned the depression part and everything and i mean that definitely definitely will lead to depression the one question i have to ask every time is when I speak to someone and they're like, oh, I have a plan, um, I want to do this, it's good. Well, it's really good to have a plan. But then I think um, planning is overemphasized because sometimes you don't even know what you're doing when you're doing this, when you're drafting this plan. You didn't ask the person who created you and who, who has the ultimate plan to say, okay, is this what you want me to do at this time? Whose plan? Yours? Or the one who controls everything. Sometimes there are some situations that are beyond our control, but because we have a plan and we think, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's bad to plan. I mean, it's good to have a plan, a draft, whatever it is, but you should be flexible as well. Um, and this is me telling someone out there, you know, you have a plan, you drafted something, you want to achieve this. It's great. But if things don't happen the way you expect it to happen, don't kill yourself about it. Look, when you ask people who have gone before you, if you ask Oprah or anybody else, they're going to tell you, I wanted to do this at this time. It didn't work. And then I did this. You know, there's always an alternative. So um, don't kill yourself about it. Don't beat yourself up. As long as you know you've done everything in your power to achieve whatever you set out to do and it's not, not working, go back to the drawing table. Go back to the person who created you. Ask him. What do you want me to do? Check check yourself, check your situation, check everything around you. What is the universe pushing me to? And I mean, I don't want to use the word universe, but I mean, the circumstances around me, um, what's it leading me to? What's it showing me? What's it shoving me in what direction? You know, and these are things that could help, but I totally, I totally feel you on that depression part and, and the plan thing. And, Oh my God. I always beat myself up when not having a structured plan because, you know, in, 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 in college, we, we read all these mentorship books and everything. And they would tell you have a plan what you're going to achieve in five years, in 10 years, in 15, in 20. I did that. I, I, I really did that. Um, I think I'm one of the fortunate ones who actually had a plan in the direction of where I am now. Um, I looked at my plan book some weeks ago, and interestingly, I'm actually doing what I said I was going to be doing now. But I was fortunate because I, when I was putting those things down, I was actually in the place of prayer. And even though I did not achieve everything on the plan, um, the key milestones that I wanted to turn, I actually am there. Not because I did anything supernatural or, you know, I'm so dedicated. I didn't even see the plan for like 10 years. I just stumbled on the book. So don't beat yourself about it. Do plan, yes. But remember, before you do the plan, ask him. Yeah. Ask God for direction. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, it's sad. We have to end the conversation. <laughs> we can keep going. But you are really, really um, shared some really great nuggets for our listeners. Um, even the fact that you um, you have you plan, yes, but be also open to that 
that life happens really you know it was to those who plan everything to the t um we are dream mentorship we're a big advocate for um you know what we call the smart goals model that we use um but at the same time we are also big on you know, what's God asking you to do? What is your identity? What are you called to do? What I'm called to do is different from what Nika is called to do or what EK is called to do. We're all called to do different things. You have to find your own path, your own purpose, your own um, your own dream. You know, you have to go that path and not what everyone expects you to do. Um, and, and that's super important that, you know, like EK, you brought that out. And a lot of times, like, you know, Nika was saying earlier on, we plan certain things and God laughs. Like, okay, you think you're going to do that? Uh, I'm a prime example, you know. I, I've, I've, I've always written my dreams down. Like, oh, I want to do this. I want to marry and such and such. I'm gonna, my wedding's going to be on a white horse and blah, blah, blah. And I have all this fancy stuff written down. I'm going to have this number of keys at this time. I'm going to um, be, I'm going to become a doctor at this age and I'll be working in such and such office and that, and God is just like, okay, Mac Jenna, uh-huh, uh-huh. So you're just going to depict what you're going to do, right? And, and that's the reality of many of us. And right now I look at my life and I'm like, you know what? I am so thankful that God did not answer some prayers. <laughs> like, God, thank you. You know, thank you that I didn't marry what I thought I what I needed. Thank you that I um, accomplished this, that, and that. You know, like Ikea has so many dreams of I wanted to do radio. I wanted to do, um, I want to be an author. I wanted to be, um, I, I, I mean, the only thing I didn't want to be is a lawyer. <laughs> so... <laughs> But I really wanted to be a lot of things. Um, uh, <laughs> so God definitely knows how to order our steps. He definitely knows where each of us need to be in life. And like you're saying, don't fret about it. Don't, you know, beat yourself up if things don't happen the way you think they should happen. There's always a reason uh, why God made things happen the way they are. Later on, you're going to look back and like, oh, I'm so thankful to God that he didn't answer that prayer. I'm so thankful to God that, you know, I, I'm not working where I think I should be working or I'm not doing what I think I should be doing. I'm right where he needs me to be. And that's totally okay. So as we head out today in this um, podcast, on a lighter note, <laughs> what is a fun fact about you that nobody would ever think just looking at you i'll start with nika <laughs> I, oh, that's so funny there's a there's a lot of honestly um, basketball i can play basketball i love basketball it's my favorite sport i actually i'm mad right now because my little hoop that i had broke yesterday and i gotta go get some gorilla glue and so basketball, <laughs> I'm, I will be calling you because I want to hear that one. Um, but yeah, dancing. I used to dance, so I still love dancing. So between dance and basketball, um, eating and cooking food, right? Not a baker. And so those are some fun things. I love to travel. I love movies. I can quote movies and music all day. Um, and I, I don't know if you can see this, but I'm a wine girl. So I love wine. Uh, I, 
I'm a wine girl. I plan to go to Napa Valley one day and do the wine tour. I did one in Israel when I went to visit in Israel. And so that's when I fell in love with wine was when they actually taught me the grapes and the different tastings of it and the pairings of the food, which is what my appreciation for wine came from. So yeah, those are, those are some, some fun facts. Yeah, fun. I, didn't know about, I didn't know about the basketball. So I think that one threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. <laughs> yeah, EK, what about you? It's <sighs> one thing about me, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm just a very serious girl. I, even I am trying to figure out what's fun about me. <laughs> but what I would say is, um, I'm a makeup junkie. Um, yeah, I acquire makeup every single time. Like every new product, I just want to try it. I just, I just love makeup. Like I love, I'm a makeup makeup girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if in fact I'm thinking about doing like declutter my, my makeup box or something, give it out as gifts to some girls in the community. Like I gather everything from high brands to low brands from Fenty all the way to Maybelline. Like I, I just gather everything. So yeah, just play with it. And as much as I gather it, I, many days I go without makeup. Like, I think this is the first time I'm making up in maybe I've made up like twice or three times this year. Like, yeah, but it doesn't mean that when the next fancy product comes out, I'm not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, this that is so cool. I I love. I wouldn't have guessed that about you, Ek, too. But yeah, like I said, your makeup today was wow. I loved it, and I'm not I'm not great. I try to put on makeup because I do a lot of meetings, but no, I'm not great. I'm not great at it. Um, so I kudos to those who can who who know what is what. Uh, kudos to them. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, this is it, people. Uh, let us know how you liked this uh, podcast. I hope the girl talk was um, what you expected it to be and more. Um, if you want to hear more girl talk, let us know. We want to keep this going. We're going to be spotlighting a lot, of, a lot of our members as well and hearing their stories of how they are pursuing their dreams and, and kind of share about that real life part of us. You know, we're all girls. We're all women. We have things that we all face. Um, there's no perfect woman out there. There's no superwoman, really. Um, and we just want to bring that authentic realness to what it is about being a woman and pursuing your dreams. So that's what this podcast conversation would be. So if you would like to know more, if you even like to be featured, um, send us an email, send us a message. We would love to connect with you. Um, share this podcast with a friend, um, someone who will enjoy listening to the stories, who would also be inspired and encouraged as well. And also, if you are thinking about mentoring or you need help uh, figuring out ne what's next for you, whether that is starting your own business, your own nonprofit like EK, or, you know, you're an accomplished young lady like Shanika, and you still want to be a part of the Dream Mentorship community, we are looking for you. You are exactly who we need, and we want to ask you to please connect with us uh, and become a member of our community. It's super easy to do that. All you have to do is head onto our website 
at dreammentorship.org and um, the join the dream mentorship community right there. Okay. And if you have questions about that, feel free to let us know. We'll be glad to help you. And also if your mom, auntie, grandpa, uncle watching this and you know a young lady that you can support or a young lady that dream mentorship will be a great fit for we want to encourage you to please support us on how you can do that is you can become involved if you're a young woman ceo and industry expert uh, you can be a mentor to some of the ladies that we have here and also you can make a donation uh, to our organization which is tax deductible and of course if there are other ideas that you have about getting involved with our community our nonprofit we'll love to hear from you please send us a message as well and that's it people thank you all so much for listening to our podcast and we hope to see you next time bye-bye Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more about what Dream Mentorship has to offer, follow us on Instagram at Dream Mentorship or visit our website, dreammentorship.org. This podcast was edited by Ruby Liebeshack. Live your authentic dream because every dream is valid.